Hello, everybody. Live after a seven-month hiatus in John Blaze, Los Angeles. It is the Ozone. Back by popular demand. So many people were missing you, icons. What happened? <laughs> Besides a broken ankle. Uh, I, have you recovered from a broken ankle? Broken you, ankle, COVID-19. What else we have? It's so personal. You, you made it about you with a broken ankle before COVID-19. Was it's personal? It's a personal issue. I can walk. <laughs> Come on, where you at now in the game? I'm walking. Can I'm I count walking. on you for five minutes off the bench? You can count on me. You can count on me for ten. Wow. And I can hit open jumper. Oh, shout! That is shots fired. Not like a lot of the Lakers. Well, it uh, it sounds like we got a lot to talk about. We're watching a prime Cincinnati Reds Atlanta Braves baseball game, Major classic League game. Baseball. It was Carvery going down. Yeah, this is a classic game right here. This, this could look be at ninth, bottom of the ninth. Could be looking at a walk off situation. And what's happened? Oh, that was Mrs. Pitch. So what's happened is is that COVID nineteen has taken a lot of people's lives. More than a million people around the world have died from this disgusting, terrible disease. More than two hundred thousand in the USA. Yeah, and. It has changed lives forever, and the other thing that it's done is changed sports, and I wonder if it's changed sports forever. We've seen massive changes in Major League Baseball with new extra inning rules, the DH in both leagues. We've seen situations change in basketball where they play in the bubble. We've seen football change. They play in a bubble, but not. Uh, Somehow or another, I have to be honest, I'm really impressed by football's ability to contain COVID-19 for the most part by not being in a bubble. Up until right now. Up until right now. They have a problem. Now we got an issue. So we got football live. We got baseball live. We got basketball entering into its championship phase starting tonight. And we got boxing and we got tennis going on in the cold. The only positive you feel like you can grab from this thing is that it is a sports extravaganza happening right now. Yeah. You can OD on sports right now. Right, it's a serious business, dude. I mean, but we have a lot of time. Everybody's usually in the house right now. So you have a lot of time to watch sports. A lot of time to watch sports. And, I, you know, unfortunately, somewhat it plays as a distraction from... Dude, are they on you? It looks like it. You can't believe it. There's all kind of stuff over here. Man, we're in the wilderness, dude. Charles Green. You're out there. You got all kind of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Just found out that coyotes keep your mice population down. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. But I would encourage cats. them to come down. <laughs> oh, they keep your cat population way low. Marcel for the walk-off coming up right here. Like Diamond Dynasty. Mm. We've both taken up uh, a new hobby, which was an old hobby, which is playing video games. Shout out to MLB The Show, who blessed us with some Diamond Dynasty. Great game. Great video game. Great video game. Jump on. I've even backed off of my Madden because of Diamond Dynasty. Me too. I haven't purchased my Madden yet. Purchased it. I haven't even peeled him open. Wow. And now, you know, it's an interesting time in the world because obviously we have the most important election coming up in the history of the United States of America. We're encouraging people to go out to vote, uh, making your voice heard. We also have seen an explosion of sports activism, which is very interesting to see if this would have been the case that took place when Colin Kaepernick initially started it. But it seems as though in society, the wheels of change churn slowly. And he is a martyr of sorts, a very rich martyr, but he's a martyr of sorts as far as his career goes. But now you watch the NFL, you got guys taking a knee left, right, and center. It's just Even nonstop. Coaches. coaches taking knees, owners taking knees. And then we have fans booing the people who are actually taking a knee or holding their holding, holding their fellow, community. yeah, just, just trying to unify with their fellow player. Which is, I just don't understand. Why are you against unity? America's in a dark place right now, a really dark place, and it's going to be interesting to see what the next steps are for the country because not one election is going to change it but one election can make it a lot worse (laughs) or a lot better and so much of this as we're living it through it we're living through and so much of this division has to do with marcelo zuna striking out no so much (laughs) of this vision has to do with uh so much for that walk-off theory yeah so much of this division has to do with what we've uh what we've been baited into believing and baited into the bottom of ourselves as opposed to our best selves. It's really disturbing. Uh, But we are going to speak right now about the most pressing issue, I would say. Which is? The NBA Finals. It's pressing. It's pressing. It's a few hours away. It's a few hours away, and LeBron James is looking at his 10th final appearance. This is outrageous. There's never been somebody this good for this long, I would say. But the problem is that... 20 years of dominance? Yes, but he's getting mocked for winning three. A four? Three. A three-piece? 
most of the guys don't even make it there the whole career. And Charles Barkley's been there and never won. This is true, but at the same time, you do have to get it done when you people are talking about the GOAT. I think that LeBron James is in the conversation for the greatest athlete of all time based on his on-court behavior, but also, more importantly, based on his what humanitarian he's game. as a philanthropist and a humanitarian in his off-court game. I, I have yet to see in my own personal lifetime an athlete take his platform and use it to such efficiency and to, to not be scared to speak out about issues that matter to him and his community. Right. I've never seen it. I mean, you know, I grew up with the superstars that I grew up with. Michael Jordan was notorious for taking the middle of the road, for not making any waves. And he's Mike apologizing Tyson, for that now. And he's apologizing. He, this is part of it, and I can't be mad at him. I mean, he's now a big reason. I'm not mad at him. Can't be mad at him. You know, there's a learning yeah. curve in life. And I'm sure Michael Jordan has done a lot of positive that wasn't, you know, uh, announced. But we're now seeing in the same way that we're seeing the detriment of how an individual like a Donald Trump can take power and use it to his own personal benefit and the darkness. You're watching somebody in LeBron James take his platform and take his power and show how it can be used to maximum uh, uh, amplification of issues. Now, why making people have a conversation and making people think I just can't say enough about the NBA Really committing to 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 on the forefront. They're on the forefront, uh, and and they're really they have committed to saying, "Hey, you know what? We are going to make you have uncomfortable conversations because we're going to bring all these cats that you guys like to watch, and we're all going to be in a bubble, and we're going to have Breonna Taylor's names. We're going to have all kind of slogans on jerseys. We're having commercials. It's a nonstop barrage on the commercials. You can't get away from social activism when you watch an NBA game." Because what they're trying to say is that what if it was LeBron James who got pulled over by by the police and got a knee on his neck for nine minutes, you know, yeah, yeah. then what then how would you feel? Yeah. And, you know, when you reflect and they think about it, the, the overall audience, maybe they can actually then have empathy. And Perhaps. that's what it's about. Perhaps. And, 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 you know, and the thing is, is I've come to find it really is true that you cannot let perfection get in the way of progress. And what's happened a lot of times is that we let perfection get in the way of progress, and that's what the NBA is trying to avoid. And, and they catch a lot of flack. I, I'm in a constant social media argument with people, primarily people that are some version of racist that want to say, well, we need leaders like Dr. King and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, it's so easy now to look back on people like Dr. King and act as though you would have been on their side the whole time. And if you aren't on the side of the movement to actually acknowledge that there's a systemic problem in society now, you wouldn't have been on the side of that movement then. So, so don't try to, you know, him and haw and act like you would have all of a sudden been down with Dr. King or with Malcolm X or so on and so forth. It is amazing to me how often people bring up Dr. King and leave out Malcolm X. Did leave out uh, James Baldwin and leave out Medgar Evers and, and leave out, uh, you know, Fred Hampton and all of the people who had a different pr- approach. And it's also mind blowing to me that all of the people that you get in arguments about that want to bring up Dr. King in relation to sports activism and so on and activism in general, always, always, always leave out the fact that in preaching peaceful protests, he was murdered by violent racists. Right. It's a, quite the irony. But I digress. LeBron James is stepping into the finals again. And I think that he is up against an, a formidable opponent because he's up against a team. And, yeah. And it's just right now. And I don't believe that the Lakers are a team. I'm go out and say it right now. I think they're a team. I just think they're a team that don't execute. They don't execute well. And then you have a bunch of dangling participles. <laughs> we have a bunch of people that aren't doing their job. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars and they're not executing. Here's the thing. I don't care if you get paid millions of dollars or not. If we go play at the park and I get you wide open because they double team me, I need you to hit the shot but you for care. no money. But, yeah, but you got <laughs> For no dough. People pay for these seats normally and they pay for these franchises to exist. So with that, I got to care that these guys are making millions of dollars and can't do their job because where else can you go and not do your job and get paid for it? The in residency. That, yeah, well, he's already rich. You know <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Trust me. So, uh, but I hear what you're saying. I just feel like when it comes down to this series, the Heat are better than the sum of their parts and the Lakers are not. Yes. You have LeBron James, who's the greatest player in the world. 
that's not <laughs> you can end it with that. They're always going to have the best player in the world on the court. You know, uh, in the series, the best player usually wins, and they have the best player. Now you have AD, whose skill set is extraordinary. Yet I have never seen a more fragile guy make it to the NBA. Anthony Davis stays on the ground. He stays on the floor. Maybe he's practicing drill or something. Maybe that's a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe so. Stop dropping roll. But he he stays on the floor. He stays on the floor. He stays in a position where he's, you know, he stays in a position that I am not impressed with. Even though his numbers are gaudy, when I watch the games, his eye test is suspect, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, uh, he doesn't seem like he believes. He's getting more confidence ever since he hit the big shot. That goes a long ways, and he's getting more and more confidence. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think, certainly I think, don't believe in Danny Green. I certainly don't KCP. believe in Kyle Kuzma. I actually have more faith in KCP, but I don't believe in him. Right. I think this. this what about Dwight Howard? I was going to say I actually think this series Dwight Howard is going to play a key component on this because I, can, I feel the complete opposite because I'm, I need to go with Javale McGee, who's a proven winner, instead of a guy like Dwight Howard who likes to play games. Dwight Howard wants to play mind games. It's not about mind games. It's about executing the game plan, and Javale McGee will be able to do that. Well, we're going to see because Dwight Howard seems to have a lot of mind games and problems, but Dwight Howard is always a double-double waiting to happen if he plays. Now, the last game, he was suspect. He, he had a double-double. He came out and popped him up the first, the first game that he got in there. He started, but after that, it was a wane in his, in his production. And, you know, and I'm I just not up for the antics because it's, it hurts the team in a lot of ways because that, when they were about to come back in that other game that – Rona, dude. <laughs> so loud. Let's go ahead. <laughs> they literally – it was because of Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight Howard facilitated because of his mind games when the Nuggets were in a position to come back. He facilitated that. There's no question about it. But if we look on the other side of the ball, Bam Adebayo's a dog. He is a dog. And So who does he match up AD, against? I think he matches up against AD if he plays, if he recognizes that he plays, that he can actually punish AD in the paint because AD wants no parts and no contact. But Bam likes to run the floor, too, and Bam is you not a run the floor, guy. But I'm talking about when you get down there and banging the boards. You know what I, I mean? I think the AD is going to get him just on size because Bam is 6'9", and AD is literally 7 feet tall. But, 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 but I, I think that Bam has more heart than he. Yes. And, and for me, I'm always going to bet on the guy with more yeah. heart. And that, and that, that could come down. That could be a make it or break it point inside of the, the, the series. Could be. Tyler Hero got wet ball for you. He got wet ball. But just like we recognize how you can stop the wet ball, I'm sure that they have too. Yeah, he's a rhythm shooter. He needs to dribble into his shots in comparison to catching and shooting. Right. But yeah, Duncan think, Robinson can catch and shoot. Yeah. But I think that one of the, Crowder one can of the catch biggest and shoot. matchups are Spolstra and Vogel. And I have to go with Spolstra because with Spolstra is backed yes. by Riley, who's a much bigger winner than everybody in the Lakers organization at yes. this point. Yes, I agree. And having coached LeBron James and knowing his weaknesses, which are, which are minimal, <laughs> which are minimal, but but his weaknesses are completely and totally by his own choice. Yes. Matter of fact, we got a caller. Coach Buckets wants to call him. We got a first-time caller. Coach Buckets wants to speak about LeBron James. Omar. Is this Coach Buckets live on the Ozone? Coach Buckets on the Ozone. Oh, welcome, <laughs> fellas. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What's up? What's good? I can't What's help good? Y'all today. Coach Buckets, you know, we, we heard that you, you're getting the kids' jumpers together. We heard you got an app coming out. Things are good. Okay. You're making noise. You're making moves out there. We heard you know exactly. how to get the kids silky wet because you have, you have figured out, Pioneer Diagnose, exactly the form of a jumper that's imperative to make it go down. There you go. So there now, you go. That sums it up. So that so that sums it up. So I'm trying to figure out, given uh-huh. the, given the situation that we're looking at here, we're talking about the finals here. We're talking about right. Jimmy buckets versus LeBron James. We're talking about matchups. We're talking about coaching. You tell me what in the world do you see happening, and why is LeBron James so hesitant to get to the rack and play the dominant game that he could play? Okay. Well, here's here's the situation with LeBron. He's probably one of the greatest athletes to ever touch the ball. So he's gotten away with being big and fast for a long time. And in the league, what he does, and the difference between him and an MJ and a Kobe and even Bird, is that they got the best defender and they destroyed the best defender. MJ, Kobe, those guys. LeBron calls for the screen and gets the worst defender. 
So he goes against the worst offender. In doing that, yeah, you get a lot of buckets, you get your numbers look good, but you don't develop moves that's going to hit you in crunch time that the team needs to win championships. So that's why this facilitator stuff doesn't get it done in the clutch because I need a bucket and a bucket and a bucket. And as a coach, I know down the stretch, if I got somebody that can give me four straight trips of buckets, I can get on a nice little run. We just got to play a little deep. So LeBron, because he doesn't have that, I think that's why they don't win down the stretch in championships. That's why he's lost six. And if he takes over last game, though, he took over. I have to give him credit. If he did that more often, he'd have more championships. I disagree. I disagree because he's played on teams where he was just the man. And then right now, just like with the Lakers, he has a few pieces. But you look at all those teams that he played on that he lost with, a lot of them he didn't even have the support that he needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But once he gets a killer, he needs a killer. Once he gets a killer, um, Kyrie, AD is now doing the heavy lifting when it comes to the scoring part. Um, D Wade. Uh, Bosch, once you get, once he gets some killers, then he can pick and choose his way and he gets easy buckets. He's great at hunting the easy buckets. He plays hard. He plays the right way, gets the easy buckets. And, but down the stretch, in early days, he would have to take over because he was the only dude. And he yeah. had some success. He did not. As he's gotten later in his career, he's been deferring to the killer instead of wanting to fail. So I don't know if it's like a later development, but definitely right now, he, and that's why he's afraid to, Go to the line because he's a 70% free throw shooter. He might not be so. Whoa, 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 69, bro. Don't give him that extra percent. He didn't earn that. For his career, 70. For his career, 70, though. And if you look at this, actually, an awesome article on USA Today talking about his free throw percentage in the last five minutes of games or two minutes of games since 2016 leaves a lot to be desired. I suggest all I'm sure it does. I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it does. Yeah. He doesn't want any part of that. And that's the problem. Because you need that. Down the stretch, I need that. I need that from you. I need to be able to depend on you at the line and depend on you for a bucket. With LeBron, it, it depends on, you know, the Damon Joneses, no disrespect to those guys. Those guys got to hit shots for you down the stretch in order for you to succeed. And we've seen most of the time it doesn't work out like that. And that's what I see. And on the flip side, I got a Jimmy Buckets. And on the flip side, I got a Jimmy Buckets who's a stone-cold killer. Who, who, stone-cold killer. Who's not going to miss free throws in a big situation. And never. He can D up. Wow, never, huh? And, and he's, he's, he, won't, he won't miss free throws. Yeah. He, he's clutch, bro. He's clutch. He is clutch. He wants to be there. You can see it. LeBron wants to be there. That's LeBron don't want to be there, T. T, you know, know LeBron don't want to be there. He don't want to be there. All of you guys want to bash the man. I don't want to bash him. I don't want to bash him at all. I love I love LeBron James. I love LeBron James. We're not bashing him. He's 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 incredible. He's an incredible ball player. I got a great example for you guys. How about when he had Patrick Beverly on All you got to do is go bully Patrick Beverly. You decide you want to shoot a... Uh, a fadeaway and Patrick Beverly knocked it off your hands out of bounds. Remember that play? I remember that. That's when KCP came down the side. KCP <laughs> went to the left. I seen Kuzma underneath. Right. I d- two double dribble to the right. I go left. I traveled three, four times, and then I decided on, on the fadeaway jumper. Uh, Pat happened to get his hand on the ball, and uh, you know that was the best right. basketball play that could be made. Exactly. <laughs> he, well, lo- he loved the best basketball play. Yeah, but but that that's one one game, one play. But that's not him all the time because I, I the, the, dude, the Google that's, you, a, that's a, just a, of, that, and that's such a that's not even one percent of one percent of his career. So when we talk about this, we're talking about a career of ultimate and utter dominance and a, and a, a supernova, a, a talent that we haven't seen in many, many moons. A talent we haven't seen. Absolutely. At all. Not even in many, many moons. It's not all. as clear, though. The I, that, I, this is, clear, though. That's, this is what it's all about. Is clear, no, it's not. Yes, it is, because that's why he's in the finals and everybody else is not. Who's been there 10 years? 10 it's, years? it's not. It's not. And not only that, both of you guys are wrong because his, his career free throw percentage is 73%. I didn't say career. Okay. I said 69 because that's 69 is this season. It was 69 this year. It was, it was 69 percent this year. For the career. I said 70 for the it's career. 73. 73, I mean, okay. 73, which is okay. still well below any other superstar that you can go look up. By the way, yeah. don't be 80. Don't be 80. 80 a plus. Shooter, the free throw shooter. The free throw percentage just shows you he's not an elite shooter. If you're an elite shooter, I agree. Shooter, I agree. 80 percent at the line. I agree. Like you, there's no elite shooter that's not going to shoot 80 percent at the line. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Look at these guys. 
There's nobody who's an elite shooter. So that shows you he's just not an elite shooter. I mean, that's which is okay that's, because that's not his. That's not his gig. Now I'm going to tell you the truth of the matter. To me, this series comes down to the same thing that it's come down to all season for the Lakers for this iteration of the Lakers. Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo and LeBron James are the only two Lakers that I actually trust. And Rajon takes the ball out of LeBron's hands, which does a lot for the team. Well, let me let me interject. Well, let me interject something because what Rajon? What about AD? AD's doing AD's doing a lot of work. No, I don't I don't give AD credit for that. He's doing he's doing work, but the work he you talk about dominating, uh, not clearly dominating. That's some of the quietest 31.2 that I've seen on the point average. Those points are there. One game. One game. You know he gave. Yeah, but you said, and, and then that game was tight. Same thing, one game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm, I'm in, but let me tell you but something, I, I though. Ray, the, no, let me tell you. Ray John Rondo had to learn to move and to play off the ball, which is awesome. That's what I want to give him credit for. Well, but the thing is, he's hitting jumpers, Ray, Ray John Rondo's Ray John Rondo's game overall. His basketball IQ, like everybody likes to talk about, is through the roof. It sure is. Because what what we see, whether it's when he was playing in New Orleans, whether he was winning the championship in Boston, or whether he's now in L.A., what we see is Rajon Rondo, unlike so many of these athletes that we watch, is actually able to adjust his game to the personnel that he has. Right, but it took him a little while playing with LeBron because I was wondering why they even resigned him. Because he couldn't play well with right. him in the first season because LeBron was bringing up the ball. And that's I because Rajon Rondo ball. couldn't believe that LeBron James refused to not bring up the ball. And, and it's like, hey, dude, I'm the point. They hired me to handle the pill. I'm going to put you in the right position. And now, ever right. since he's come back in the bubble, the Lakers have been a much better team. Yes. Much, like, like much by better. far better team. And you know, here's what Ray John Rondo has improved. His ability to catch and shoot. Yes. He, that, like, he's hit some big threes. He like, sure has. Hey, Ray John Rondo. I'm surprised. Like, you taking it, you taking it confidently and hitting it? Okay. That was always a knock on not, him. That wasn't part of his game before. That was always a knock on him. Him playing off the ball. Yeah. And one of the things is that they're leaving him wide open and daring him to take the shot. And he's hitting it. And he yeah. worked on it. And he, he's hitting the shot. As you should as a professional. He's been as in the a, lab. As a professional. As a professional. As a professional. Which, which no, leads to being a winner. Because, because look at Danny Green. Danny Green can Can Danny Green, can we get him enrolled in your class? Man, we need Danny Green. <laughs> so Danny Green, listen, let me tell you something about Danny Green. Here's the problem with Danny Green. Whenever you shoot the basketball and your arm does not wind up bit, uh, straight at the end, then you have a tendency to shoot it long. His arm, a lot of time, winds up bent at the end. He doesn't keep it straight at the end. That's the problem for a shooter. It's a problem. So a lot of times you're going to miss long. Watch his misses. You'll see when he starts missing, being off is going to be long, 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 long. That's Danny Green. I don't know why nobody fixed it, whatever it is. I guess it works out enough that he's made it so far, but that's his issue. It's, it, it's like the form is really not good. Sometimes his arms even bent. It's, yeah, it's a bad arm all together. You're looking at an amputation. And we, won't, and we won't have to wait too long for, to watch him miss some shots because I'm sure we're about to see him in the beginning of this game. We sure are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, you know, he'll get on a roll and then he'll make some. You know what I mean? He'll make some. And then, you know, so... But he, he keeps it. He keeps it just thing. enough. He makes he he make he owe you because he makes just enough. Keep the smoke off of me. That's it. He makes just enough to keep his job. Just enough. <laughs> That's not enough to keep his job for me. He's supposed to be a lead shooter, just like Kyle Kuzma. What's Kyle Kuzma's problem? Kyle Kuzma has great form. I think he just don't know what he want to do. Whether he wants to be a shooter or, or a driver or a creator. And guess what? His handle is not enough to be a creator. So he should just be catching and shooting. But I think he doesn't doesn't know what he wants to do. And then he winds up making bad decisions. I think he want to be a star, but he don't know how to be just yet. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the Kyle Kuzma thing. Because he has ability, for sure. Right. But they, but they they held on to him for him to be this elite shooter that he hasn't lived up to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he can, though, if he can, because he got good form, really, everything's really good. He just got to keep doing it, just do it. It's just like he seems like he's hesitant. He doesn't know what he wants to do. And if you don't shoot that ball when you get it and you're thinking about it, you already lost the battle. <laughs> you already you lost, lost the battle! You already lost. You already lost. So Turned into a hot potato. It's going too fast. You done lost the battle. You already lost. So you're, you're probably going to be out of rhythm. You're going to miss the shot. If you take it, you wanted to shoot it, you're going to take it to rhythm, shoot the thing. If you start thinking about it, mm-mm, that's the problem. And I, I see that with Kyle Kuzma all the time. You can see it with you know, his hair color. I think because remember him and Bron had that little beef going on for a second. His his trainer and Bron was going back and forth. I just think he want to be more than he is, and you know I don't. He doesn't know how to do it. 
At the end of the day, all of these dudes, they could keep all of these dudes and give me Brandon Ingram. You give me Brandon Ingram, LeBron, JaVale McGee, and even Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo, and you getting ringed up. Here's the thing. They're going to end up getting this ring anyways. You can't keep B.I. and Kuzma, though. I mean, you can't keep B.I. And, and get um, AD, right? I don't care. That, that, this is what I'm they trying to tell Kuzma, you. They wanted Kuzma more than they wanted Brandon Ingram. Really? Yes, and, and, and Kuzma was a piece that they said that they wouldn't separate. For. I would have gave him Kuzma. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now you would, but before everybody was screaming about get rid of uh, Brandon Ingram. Nah, not over, not over B.I. It's just not over B.I., though. B. I agree. B.I. just do everything. <laughs> he can do everything. He can just do everything. He can do everything. And every year he does it more and more confidently. Yeah. Every year. Coach Buckets, yeah. give me a prediction. We're going to come back to you as we monitor this series. Give me a prediction. What you got? Okay. All right. So I still feel like uh, what's going to happen is um, LeBron is going to be bullying um, the, the the wider players on the Heat. <laughs> That's why I feel like his strategy is going to be. He's just going to go at the weaker players all day. And I think he, if you know, depending on how the referees are calling it, he should have the advantage. I feel like the Lakers probably going to win in six. But I'm not confident in that one. You got Lakers in six. I got Heat in seven. I was going Heat in six, but I think I got Heat in seven. Yeah, you know why? I really believe in Jimmy Butler. I ran into Jimmy Butler here at that uh, fine establishment in Beverly Hills called Wally's, and uh, I thought this was when he was trying to decide if he was who he was going to play for. And I said, what, what, "What's the word? What the, what the policy? What you, you, you look at somebody? Somebody you going to Clippers? What, what are we looking like?" He said, "Man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know somebody got 195 million for me." I said, "I heard that, heard that." And he ended up taking his talents to South Beach, my second home, which I love. And uh, and the fact of the matter is, them boys don't have the distractions of South Beach and it's really helped them and it's going to help them as an organization even when things get back to normal and they actually do play in South Beach because what we're seeing is something that we haven't seen in a long time which is a a Miami based ball club that is actually based and focused on the game of basketball. My biggest thing is that I feel like with uh, Miami is that they lose focus sometimes. They lose their identity in the middle of the game and, and forget that their bread is buttered with Jimmy Butler. And so with that, then they'll lose games that they shouldn't lose, and LeBron will come out on top. To me, they don't need the, the bed to always be buttered with Jimmy because that's the beauty of their team. How about the bread? Some, sometimes, uh, or the bed. They, the bed, the bed don't got to be buttered up at all. You know, you keep it, the silk sheets. We're going Egyptian cotton. And so, so we did. What's the three account? Six on it. But, but I think Bucket sometimes just try to be too unselfish, and sometimes he's right. Sometimes that gets them if, if somebody else doesn't step up right away. But this is the thing. So, to this point you know, in the bubble, I think they've lost three games total in the playoffs. So right. to, to this right. point, they ha- you, it's hard to criticize them because what they're doing works and they make adjustments and, and somebody does step up immediately. And I think Buckets understands exactly how important it is for the other guys to have confidence because Goran Dragic is going to be key in this series. Uh, He's going to get his. And, and I, but you know, I feel like whoever win that Bam AD matchup. This yeah. is what we were just saying. That team got an advantage. That and I, and to and, me, and like to me the good. heart advantage goes straight to Bam. The physical advantages go to AD. Um, and it's going to be a lot of it's going to be determined about how they call the game, just like you said. And this is right. one thing that right. I really like about the bubble, because the calls don't seem to be. Uh, fan fan influenced. Fan influenced, like they would be mm-hmm. at a normal game. So, yeah, but even though the, the calls are, you know, like even on that big dagger shot that LeBron hit, the man traveled. Go watch the tape. Yeah, but the, but you, we, now you're talking about the man traveled. That's the game's over. Just like everybody talks about. There's always. Yeah, but, this but is so what? He traveled. But there's always. The game, is, the game is over regardless. Yeah, I'm saying there's always something in the game where we can see a missed call. So we can't go around and say, oh, the, he, the, the man, most of the time these guys get fouled. Nobody plays defense anymore. See, I don't know about that. In all honesty, you want to talk about the kudos LeBron deserves. LeBron James protects the rim better than most centers in the league. Yeah. He's been a great rim protector. Great been. rim protect, and he, and he plays the passing lanes excellently. Excellent yeah. passing lane defense. No, on his on ball defense, not as good. It's it's on, it's it's on, on times when it's time to lock up, though, he locks up. He locks up. I don't care who you are. I mean, he locked up Paul George. He locked up Kawhi Leonard on the same play. He locked up Murray. He, he locked you up. If it's if it's a one time defensive thing, honestly, if it's a one time stop. I'm not. I don't want anybody else on the on ball defense than LeBron James. A one time, one stop. Who else you got? But the COVID nineteen lockdown. Listen, on you. I, I feel like <laughs> it's he ain't even going to try to be there. Really, 
if he defensively, he will, but he don't really want to be there. Defensively, no, defensively, he really want to be there. Okay, you, 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 Kel, you, you. Even when he got on Murray, they were running screen and roll. So if you on Murray, that means that. They're gonna screen you off him anyway. And he didn't switch. He didn't switch. He didn't switch, Kel. You you giving you giving you you preaching you preaching false and false doctrine right now. I'm gonna have to call you out to be sacrilegious in a second. Don't be a false prophet. To me, that was his intent. He wasn't thinking he was going to I can't I can't I can't press on the man's intent. I can only press on what he did. And what he did was lock up Murray. Like Murray didn't even go at him. I don't even know that's, why. That's, that's part of that's part of being locked. Yeah, but part of being locked. But part of being locked is the intimidation. You can actually you can actually run by LeBron. It ain't even good luck. You can just run by. No good luck. No, you can't. No, Kel, Kel, you got you do you you your buckets, Coach Buckets. You disrespected the defense of the King right now. I don't know about that. Okay, watch. I bet you this series. Watch on the ball. You gonna see a bunch of times with the LeBron's man runs. By him and he looks back to the help like nobody helped me. Like he does that, he does that a lot during the game. Now, mind you, there might be a time or two where he gets on a guy does well, but there's a whole lot of times during the game where he's on the ball. Watch. And you'll see guys running by. <laughs> a lot of criticism. A lot of criticism on the king. Okay, watch him. Coach Buckets. Coach Buckets. First time calling for the Ozone. It won't be your last. I appreciate the love. No doubt. Take the love, brothers. And congrats on that championship in uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got me one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got me good, man. All right, now. All right, look. Oh, buckets. oh man, salty on LeBron. I mean, I'm yeah. up for, I'm all for some criticism, some healthy, constructive criticism. But that was, let's that let's, that let's not act like he's not the best player in the world. Now he's got, he's got, he's got the most conclusive skill set out of anybody in the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't up for debate. Yes, it, you know. I, so don't yeah. get it wrong. I love LeBron James. I just happen to know that the things that I see. That I just wish that he would exert his dominance more frequently. Actually, that's yeah. a, that's all. He that's that's, that's game, and it, that, that's my that's my whole criticism summed up in one. You know, that's it. He he should impose his will constantly. I, I don't know why he doesn't. Moving on. Hmm. Now it seems as though combat sports were the first ones to be able to figure it out on how to come back in the middle of the COVID COVID nineteen quarantine process and. Something about the bubble and the, the constant testing protocols and so on and so forth allowed us to get boxing back going really quickly. UFC as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, although it seemed like Dana White didn't care whether or not there was a protocol in certain right. ways. But um, boxing has been great. Just recently, the slate has really picked up. It seemed like it took a while for them to establish fights with guys that you actually wanted to see fight. Um, but a lot of young guys are getting opportunities to fight right now. And we also had that awesome rematch between Katie Taylor and Delphine Persoon. Uh, so the women are fighting as well. It's very interesting to see all sports without fans, but especially boxing. Because when somebody gets clocked, oftentimes it seems like the boxer doesn't recognize it uh, as in the same vein that the... You know, the, unless the audience recognizes it, sometimes it informs the boxer. So basically, they're in a bubble, in a bubble at that point because they they can't see outside that bubble. When you get clocked, somebody you can't tell that you actually got him in trouble. Depending, I, I mean, obviously, guys can tell. You saw that the Charlo could tell, <laughs> Jamel could tell that he had your man in trouble, right? And and you know, knockout artists usually can tell. But we got a lot of interesting fights that have happened. A lot of interesting fights coming up. Um, I mean. He got robbed last year, but he's he's got to be the front runner for trainer of the year. Derek James is, and that was a robbery. That was worse than some of the robberies of the fights that we watch. I mean, the guy has two unified champs. Come on, man, forty-seven and fifty-four, far and in between, very. And and honestly, he could he might have uh, those fellows might be able to move around if they wanted to and get more belts. At different classes, but they are the kings. It's it's a Lions only. You're looking at the world class boxing gym right yeah. there. This is Dallas, Texas is doing it <laughs> Texas style, doing it big, boy. Yeah, I've heard him float around now. Terrence Crawford and maybe Jamel. Really? Yeah. What is Jamel going to do? Go up to go down to 47? I don't know. I just heard I a couple how that people would work. Instead, oh, yeah. That, nah, that don't. I don't think that means anything. Yeah, I don't think it means anything. But there's always a possibility. Nah. 
I don't think. I think at 47, the fight that people want to see is Earl and Terrence. It's going to be interesting to see when Earl comes back because we haven't seen Earl in the ring. Um, but Earl is coming back against uh, Danny Garcia. And, you know, if Earl is Earl, I see no reason why Earl wouldn't win that fight. But let's talk to our resident reporter to get the latest scoop. Hello? <laughs> ES News, Ellie Sekbeck reporting. Reporting, how's it going, Big O in the house? It's the Ozone. It's the Ozone, man. Ellie, we fired it back up, man. We had a lot of popular demand. People be keep hitting me. I talk about political <laughs> stuff online. Everybody want to know what's happening with the Ozones. I said, you know what? Let's fire it back up, man. We fire it back up out of the studio, outside. It's 105 degrees in LA. You know what time all it is. All for the fans. All for the fans. Doing it for the fans. How you doing? Good. My phone is not in the ring today. So much is going on in boxing. Well, you lay it on us. Breaking news. Devin Haney. Devin Haney is going to fight Gamboa November 7 on the zone. Uh, Gabe Rosado looks like he's going to fight Danny Jacobs uh, November 27. Oh, he's been wanting that fight. He wanted that fight, and then they had they had Gabe as the backup for Chavez if Chavez wasn't going to be able to make pass the drug test, make uh-huh. the fight, blah, 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 for Chavez Jr. And he should have, and, and you're right, and he was there, and, and what happened was there was a May, I was there in Phoenix, and the fans in good tradition of boxing threw their beers, because the fight was ended controversially in, in that, not recently, this was what, I think, it's a, about a year ago, that, six months ago? Yeah, yeah, almost a year ago. Okay, so Chavez went to the corner and kind of said, I can't continue, I won't continue, whatever the case may be, and every fan, 10,000 people threw their beers, so they had to clear out, this before COVID, they had to clear out the entire arena. And Gabe didn't know if he's fighting. So an hour after that, an hour, everyone left, Gabe fought that night. But he was the replacement. That is true. He was the replacement for Chavez if Chavez wouldn't make weight or didn't make weight. And Chavez did not make weight. But Danny Jacobs was willing to take a big financial settlement in order to make the fight happen. So the fight did go on, but that is true. Yeah, well, you know, Chavez Jr. once again has quit on us. I think fight fans are fed up with his antics. I hope he gets help with whatever it is that he has a problem with. And uh, I, the name, I mean, and, and his father looked better than him in the exhibition when they fought the other night. Uh, but we want to talk about what's upcoming. Uh, thank you for breaking that news. I really like Devin Haney, and I think Gamboa is a good test for him as far as stepping up, you know, uh, the next the next phase of his career. But I want to talk about... The fights this weekend. Now, how does it work with you? Because I see you traveling around, Ellie. You're still on the move as if you were part of the bubble. Well, I just took the COVID test two days ago. Thank you, L.A. County. I'm negative. Hey, but, um, you and me you both. You could be tested anywhere in L.A. It's, it's not cheap. 220 bucks. Yeah, 225 I mean, you do it once a month or once a year. I mean, I get it. But if you have to do it every so often, like I'm doing it, it adds up. So you're good. County, you, you log into the website. You sign up. You take it. And within two days, you get the result. But I'm very careful. I always wear my mask, even when everybody says, oh, don't wear your mask. That's okay. It's cool. Why risk it? Exactly. I, I, I joke. I always say I'm too poor to be sick. Can't afford it. <laughs> so, Man, welcome to uh, America. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird reality. And and it's every, I will tell you guys, every major fight right now, every major fight that's coming up, there are standbys in case one or both He's fighters have COVID. Really? Yep. Uh, is, uh, Big O, you're, you're you're in Hollywood. Obviously, you're 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 a big actor. Is it happen in movies too? If they they cast someone and for some reason do they have a standby or not really? No, um, the money is too large. There's no there's no standby because once you get the role, that once you get the role, that's a that's a key component. It's a key win. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is is they've determined at that point. And the, the director and the producers and everybody, it's really interesting because they get their mind set on you. And once they have their mind set on one person for that gig, it's that person. If for some reason that person can't pass a physical or if that person for some reason can't perform their duties, there's insurance, a production insurance that would pay that uh, out while you find while the production finds an adequate replacement for said person. Okay. Believe it or not, this is how I got into the film Shall We Dance with Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez and uh, Stanley Tucci and Susan Sarandon. That's how I got in because I was scheduled to do another film and the fellow that was that had the job couldn't pass a physical and ran into some health problems. They gave him four chances to pass the physical. He could never pass it. And then the film that I was making ended and I was able to take that opportunity. Now, for me, my question is, is 
Is there a press row there? Do you still, because you're traveling, I see you out there all over the place. How is How does that work? Were you out there this weekend at the Mohegan Sun to watch the Charlo doubleheader? Well, there is no media section. Every promoter is talking about opening up, and everybody's looking like we're, we're a week away from opening. It's top rank, and, and Robert Garcia jokes about this, so I'll use him as an example. Top rank, we're told that if they have two, weeks in, two weekends in a row with no one, coming up positive that they're going to allow fans. And Robert Garcia was the one that ruined it for them. Like, he jokes, listen, it's not his fault. It happens. You could get COVID anywhere. But everyone's thinking about, right now, for example, Miami's open. You could do shows with fans in Miami. Um, Georgia, you could have fans. So at some point, promoters are going to look for the big fight to take him where they can have fans. Media secondary to them. The gate is what's important. The gate is very so, important, and it seems as though it held up a lot of it held up a lot of fights cards being made uh, for the for the gate to be what it is. Correct. Look, Yuri Wilder. The gate, I think, was seventeen or twenty-five million. I, I, I'm not. I think Pretty it's seventeen million. Or sorry, twenty-five. Yeah, it was big Whatever money. It is, who wants to give up so much money that's there? So they would rather wait. Now, something a little interesting that just happened right before I started talking to you guys. Conor McGregor, did you see his post seconds ago? No, no, you're breaking news. You're okay. reporting. Lay it on us. He just announced that on December 12th in Dublin, he's doing a charity MMA exhibition, martial arts with Dustin Poirier. And he put on the poster number two, so it's a rematch. So are they going to do exhibition or are they really going to fight? And he's the one that's promoting it, so basically it's a real fight, but he can do it, call it an exhibition, and get paid and, and be the direct promoter. You know, seeing Conor McGregor's antics make me feel like Conor McGregor has ran through his $100 million that he got right. from Floyd Mayweather, he, and he doesn't want to really be a fighter, but he wants that high life and the big money, so he has to figure out these ways of doing this stuff. That's why he's trying to tempt Pacquiao to come and fight him. But I just heard that Mikey Garcia is supposed to be fighting Pacquiao. Is that true? Well, here's where it gets kind of complicated. I hope Mikey gets it. I like Mikey. He's my friend. So I hope it happens. But Manny Pacquiao about a year ago signed the contract with Adi Attar, Conor McGregor's manager, to manage him. I'm not sure on the capabilities or on the restrictions of what does that include in the contract. So Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor have the same manager right now. It could be for businesses and sponsorships, but it could be for the fights as well. So if they have the same manager in probability, is they will fight because it's in the family and it's easy to make. Connor can make crazy money in the Middle East. Crazy. A hundred million. And no fans, yes fans, it's going to sell. We're all going to watch it. I haven't found one person to tell me they're not going to watch it. Yeah. So... I'm not really that interested in it, but you do. You end up having to watch it, of course. It's a spectacle, yada, yada. I don't anticipate many lets the fight go as long as Floyd did. But Floyd uh, had money on it. But Floyd had money on it, so that was, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That kind of stuff doesn't Robert interest Garcia, me. last night told me two rounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And, that's, and that's if Manny wants to play it safe. Yeah. Manny has a tendency to, to risk getting knocked out, so he might just go all out in the first round. Get it over with and get back to the Philippines. But I, I wonder, more importantly, uh, first and foremost, have it, has anybody heard anything on checking in on Jason Rosario? Because the way he was knocked out by Jamel Charlo was right. disturbing. Yes. And it looked like a residual effect of him getting hit on his head and knocked down and doing a stanky leg in round six, at the end of round six and in round one. Mm -hmm. But the way that that happened, I've never seen a fight in like that ever in my life. The closest was De La Hoya and um, B-Hop. And he was rolling around the ring, but that wasn't looking like, that looked like when you're a little kid and somebody hits you in your stomach and knocks a wind out of you. He, he was having a seizure. He was in the hospital all night, and this is what I always trip about. I always wonder about this. Okay, uh, the night after a fight, you're always... I, I like to take the first flight out wherever I could go, right? Yeah. So I always see the fighters that just fought hours ago in the arena at the airport at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. It's not safe. And I'm like, how do you travel... And he flew back to the Dominican Republic, which is, you know, it's a flight. How do you travel like that? Like, you must be so... It's not, uh, first, first of all, it's not safe. You have a headache. You're, you're, Medically... So he's okay. Okay. Medically, that's not safe, depending on what your damage was, because to change your altitude and the compression and this, that, and the other, uh, I'm not a doctor, but from what I understand, and I know some fighters who have some, some damage, physical, like eye and this, that, and the other, from fighting, from flying too soon, and cabin pressure, and so on and so forth. I don't think that that's the move if you got beat up. Now, if you didn't get beat up, that's a different animal. 
But he had to Let me tell you what happened when, when Brandon Rios, um, he fought John Murray in New York. I don't know if you guys remember that fight. But Brandon put such a beating on this guy. And the guy's a cool dude, Murray. But he beat him up so bad, he didn't look like his passport picture. They didn't let him on the plane. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So, yes, I, I always wonder, like, how do you, but fighters do it. But I'm thinking, like, it, it was, now, why, why did he go down like that? Is, did he struggle making weight? No. Nah. I, I don't, I don't, like I don't. Tendering the meat. Oh, yeah, I think I think I think it's tender meat. But I think that if you watch it, he hits him right in the solar plexus. Anybody that's ever fought a lot as a kid or whatever knows what it's like for somebody to hit you right in that spot that makes you get the wind knocked out of you. It's extremely difficult to do that to somebody that has an eight pack like Jason Rosario has. It's not. But he had to be even stiffy to the body as well. They, they, he, he had been, but and and ultimately, he. If you had looked in the round before that, he comes out of the corner, and he didn't even have his mouthpiece. Like he, he was, his eggs were scrambled, and so the fact that his gut might not have been tightened up when he caught that stiffy to the stomach is very possible. I have no idea why people keep talking about. Oh, he took a dive. He took a dive. You watch the fight. He so took I a. He took a dive. What? It's all over the internet. No, he, he, he took he, a he beating. Took yeah, he took a beating. He didn't take a dive, and you can still see even in that how dangerous he is because he had heavy hands. And and City yeah. had heavy hands. Yeah, and Jamel did the right thing by tying him up consistently. Let, let me share with you guys a quick story. So it was about four years ago. It's one in the morning. I get a phone call. Uh, his personal assistant is with him in the limo, and they wanted sparring. And I'm in the middle of the night, right? Right. So I make some phone calls, and I found the trainer, and I woke him up, and he had to wake up his fighter. <laughs> and they, they all, like, the fighter thought it was a joke at first, like a prank. And uh, the kid is, uh, the trainer was Brandon Krause, and the kid is um, is uh, Magic Martinez. Okay. So... The kid's 15 and 09 knockouts. At the time, he was only at two or three pro fights. And then Jesse Martinez. So it's three people, Goose and Jim, it's packed. It's the middle of the night. He's far it. And Floyd kept jabbing him just like that to the body, just like jabbing him. So on the way home, the coach asked the fighter, how did that feel? And the kid goes, it felt like hell. Worst pain ever. So you're right about what you're saying. You're absolutely right. That really, we don't see a lot of jabs like that to the body. But Floyd does it. And based on what this kid said in the sparring, and Rosario took a beating in eight rounds, you know? He took a beating, man. Uh, what I thought was interesting today, Patrick Teixeira, who's a Golden Boy fighter, he's the one WBO 154 champ, whoever, he doesn't speak English, so obviously he's not the one posted. But I ever posted for him was taking shots to Charlotte today saying, you guys are not lions only, you're kittens only, and I'm going to fight my mandatory, then I'll fight another guy, and then I'll fight you guys. That's not a way to call someone out to say you're third in line. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of hold me, hold, because when someone gets in a fight and tells everybody, hold me back, hold me back. Hey, that's what that is. That's what that is. But we know who does want to rumble, and that is Vasily Lomachenko and Tiafimo Lopez. I'm very, very much looking forward to that fight. Uh, I have Tiafimo. You, you with Tiafimo on that one? I, I haven't seen Vasily in so long. And, and and his last fight to me, the kid didn't have the skill set to get him out of there, but he gave him a lot of problems. The this is who was that? Luke Campbell that he fought? Yes. Yes. And so I you know, I don't know. I think you only have so many fights in you. Vasily supposedly has like five hundred amateur fights and uh you know, he's has shown that he's a human and he's also shown that he's super high level. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what happens because it seems like it's turned personal with Vasily's talking about punishing him in a way that I've never heard him talk about that, you know? So I'm, I'm really excited about that. You tell me, Ellie, what is the word on the curb in the gyms? What do the boxers feel about the bubbles and about the fights being made and all this, that, and the other? Well, the big names, the superstars want fans there because financially they're taking a hit and no one likes to take a pay cut. Right. Well, we don't want to take a pay cut if it's $5 less an hour. They don't want to take a million or two or 20 million less. It's, it's just the money they grab wait a little bit and get the big check. Especially if the, so if the risk is the same. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're still risking getting your head knocked off. Correct. And, and there's no in boxing, unfortunately, you lose one, you lose two people look at you like you never did anything in your life. Like you're washed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so, so, but for, for, for up-and-coming fighters, it's been such a blessing. That's what we were just saying. There's so many opportunities that have happened to fill these cards. 
and so many new opportunities that are coming up with new networks. We've been in conversations with quite a few people putting together whole new streams uh, to, to provide opportunities for these young guys. What are you seeing with some of these youngsters? Yeah, and, and, and look, there's a lot of... I'll give you an example. Last night, I drove all the way to Rancho Cucamonga to interview this kid named Victor Basias. They made a movie about him, just like Hoop Dreams, where they followed the basketball players from age 6 to 18. They followed this kid from age, I don't know, 5 until 20. They followed and it's in, in boxing. It's called Born and Bred. It's all the East L.A. fighters. Okay. So he, he was came out of the amateurs, 4-0. He was the next biggest thing. Uh, moves like Lomachenko, hits like Tank, and... Things, things happen in life where he had to take a break for a few years from fighting. So his career was on, on hold. He fought two weekends ago on Fox, and people forgot about him, but they didn't know about him. And all of a sudden, they saw this guy walk in the ring. He's all yoked out. He has a ponytail. He looks like Edwin Valero, and he's southpaw, <laughs> and he's fighting a giant that's like 5'11", and he's like 5'5", five five, and he knocks the guy out. So now, if this wasn't COVID, he would probably fight at 3 in the afternoon, and it was going notice. Right, but this was his moment to be on TV because, like I said, the big names are want to wait as much as they can. They want to postpone this. We don't know how long this will last. May go, maybe November, right? Right. Or maybe next June. It all depends on the vaccine. And do you take the vaccine, or do you wait to see if it actually works and long term effects? Right. All those there's so much. There's so many factors. Absolutely. So it's a great time right now for up coming fighters to get their opportunity to be on TV. Now, what they do with it. If you're disciplined, if you're in the gym, yeah, it's hard to train. It's hard to, to do what you normally do, but you have to sacrifice. So, but one thing I do hear from fighters in camp, they say when we're in camp, it's like COVID situation anyways. We're isolated. We don't see our family. Ah. We're just our inner team. Mm. So we can't tell the difference when it comes to lifestyle. Everybody else can. I hate just being at home. I, I can't. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right, Ellie. Well, let me tell you something. Thank you for hopping on. We're just easing back into the pod. We don't even remember what we're doing here. But we figured we'd <laughs> well, give you, you a call. Job, and I'm excited you guys are back. And there's a lot of big things coming. Yesterday, Errol Spence sparked. So you got to get Derek James on and get out the oh, sparring it, It's funny because we got to wrap up this call because Mr. Derek James is calling online too right now. All right. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> yeah, how's it late? Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, you guys. Hey. Yo, what up? Hey, what <laughs> man, we live on the Ozone. We're firing him back up. You know, we were so inspired by your work this weekend. We said, we got to speak on it. We need to talk about what's happening in the state of the world, the state of boxing right now. And we need to urge the powers that be to give my man his trainer of the year and Asapulus. Congratulations. Congrats. You are the trainer of the year on the Ozone. Hey, Come on, man. Appreciate that, guys, man. Thank you all, man. Thanks for the love, man. You know, you can't make you can't make people do right. We're in a different age and time where right is not right. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Right thing is not right, so we never know what they're gonna do. Hey, things are upside down, but but what we do know that they're gonna do is that your your fighters are gonna come out prepared. That's what we know. And what we saw over the weekend was very impressive. I spoke to you before the fight. And honestly, Mel went out there and executed exactly what you told me what the game plan was. You said that, that there was a that, that you wanted to know, you wanted to test Rosario's chin. You knew he was strong, but you wanted to see what happened when he got popped. And we saw what happened. Just talk to me about the whole weekend, the bubble, the, the excitement, and, and, and the adulation that you feel when you see one of your pupils really take things to the next level. Man, you know, it was like the bubble was, was livable. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have issues with solitary confinement as long as I can move around it's not prison you know but uh right <laughs> man, we, it was easy to, you know it was easy for me I'm always calm and relaxed but to get to get prepared for the fight was amazing man to see him execute it was great and to see my guy just excel because you gotta think about this you, you hire a guy to help you get to a particular place in life and for that to happen for me it's more amazing and very gratifying because you help somebody fulfill their dreams and aspirations in life. Right. That's beautiful. Right. And these are young men. These are young men in the prime of their life right. with, with just nothing right. but potential. So you see that happening, and, and you see the, the, that the sky really is the limit. One of the things that I really appreciated was what Jamel said after the fight. And he spoke about the love that is lacking from some of the former champions and how him and his brother have just internalized that mm -hmm. and decided that they're going to use that as fuel to the fire and make sure that they stay there and they stay winning. 
you play a critical role in that. What do you see as the next step? Are you looking for another champion at another division? Are you satisfied with having two unified champions? What's the next move for Derek James and the world-class boxing gym of Dallas, Texas? Hey, well, you know what it is, man. It's like it's. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, oversaturate my situation. Like I don't want to water it down. If I take too many guys, I'm gonna water it down. I, I mean, I have room for maybe one guy, maybe maybe two. As a TV show coming, never again, you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying is that I don't want. It's just like, what do you do? You if I take. Ten guys, five guys, six guys. I think what happens a lot of the trainers, they believe the, the hype that people say about them, right? And they try to maximize their dollar. Which there's no way you can continue the, uh, the initial guys you started training. You can't be the same person for those guys, right? You taking on too many other guys, too many other obligations. So I think that for me, it's like I, I really uh, love my guys. I care about my guys, and I care about my work. You know, right. I'm not gonna chase the dollar. I'm still working full time job, so it's not like uh, you know. Right. Boxing, boxing is good to me, but I really enjoy my job also. So. Right now, Derek. Really, do you do you go out and look for talent, or does talent come seeking you? Man, well, people people hit me up every day on Instagram. They hit me up uh, <laughs> all over, but but uh, and I got mm-hmm. some things in the works. You know, uh, we want to see about a couple of things that I just had an idea. About because everybody hit me up from I mean Germany, Russia, China, I mean Australia, New Zealand, I mean, everywhere. The people hit me up, you know, and um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, but I don't look for talent. I, I can't even tell you because it's, it's it's about having a great disposition. It's about because you think about it like this: you have the question, you guys have the question who your new friends are, right? Yeah. Do, do we really? Do they offer something? Can they bring something to the table? Or do they just want to hang out with Oliver Miller? You know what I mean? Omar Miller. You know what I'm saying? Right. They might want to hang out with Oliver Miller. He had a nice jumper. Oliver, listen, Oliver doesn't have a power you right now. You got a pocket. He had a pocket? He's a local kid. He's before what's somewhere right Oh, really? Is that right? I used to love this game when I was in high school, actually. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So what happens is, you know, a lot of people come, they just want to come down and hang out and take pictures and see video in the gym. So you got you to separate that type of individual, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah, that, Somebody it, really it, wants it. Because it, it's, it's like, you never lived in an era like this where people may not be able to be famous, but they want to know somebody who's famous, they want to know a camp, they want to know this and that. So it's like, you got to be able to see who's really serious. There's never been such a premium on fame in the world. It's it's it's, it's really disturbing. Now I have one question because we gotta go. Uh, and we're not gonna. Oh, hold on one second. We got a helicopter flying over. You know, we outside because of the COVID. Hold on. And because of the fires, the helicopter probably gonna drop some water. Uh, so I got a question for you. In a situation like this, you're preparing for Danny Garcia with Earl. Have you already crafted the game plan that you're planning to execute, or does it develop as you guys go on? If, right. if you can answer something like that. Okay, really, I haven't even looked at any video of because I've not seen him fight so much, but if you sit down and look at very vital, you try to look at the dissect, so I'll start doing that maybe later on today, maybe tonight. I just finished playing the era when I was, when, uh, when uh, T hit me up, and it's, uh, it, it comes over time where you see something different every day, but it doesn't change those glasses. And we have an idea of what we want to do. So what I do is I will mimic his every motion, his every movement, his common motion, his common punches. I mean, you know, I mean, I do that. So he's prepared for that when he gets in the ring. So he sees that. So when I'm on the mix, I'm shooting shots that he's going to shoot. I'm, I'm going to say something moving around like Danny's going to move it. So he's very familiar with the idea of what he's going to do. And then we just kind of keep continue to build from there. So the this or that, head movement, whatever it is. So that's how, but it, it man, look. And this was funny. It could change at a fight in the locker room. Listen, we were at a wow. fight in New York. I forget who it was he was fighting. He was fighting kids from Canada. And um, they showed... Them on the, you know, they show you in a video on the back, warming up, warming up. Uh-huh. I saw what he was doing. So I was, okay, oh, wow. 
Because, like, you got to, I thought they were practicing they were on the mix, right? That's why when I'm on the mix and locker room, I'm really not doing anything. And I'll make the cameraman stop so that I could work on my stuff. Because I saw that guy, I was like, what is he going to do? Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is there something that um, literally you see when you're watching a fire that, that maybe a potential opponent where you just say it clicks in your mind that that's a flaw that you can exploit? You know what? It is. We're just like this. When I, well, what I do is I like to watch them at the, the best fight, the best fight, like the best one they have. Then... I really won't watch them at their worst or loss. But what I did with the last kid this weekend, I watched him at his best fights. He had a lot of good fights, were very competitive fights, right? But then I watched him fight Gallimore, and I started, like I said, he couldn't take the shots on the side of the head, right? So I had Jamel Super watch the shots wide to... I heard you say that a couple times. I heard you tell like, him when in the corner, right. you said shoot it towards right. his shoulder, and it's going to land right. right where it's supposed to land. He's going to run right into right. it. Going right into it, that's right. So, and what the reason being is because you make him adjust, it's because he has very tight defense, right? Defense is so tight. So what happens is, to get a shot in, you got to make him open it up. How do you get him to make him open up? got to shoot the wire shot. And, like, then at that point, he becomes so intelligent, he tries to anticipate the punch that you're going to throw. And that's why, when the second night down, he tries to anticipate the punch that Jamel was going to throw. If you think about the first knockdown, that was a wide hook that Jamel hit right. with. And that's really what, to get him to let him know, we're shooting wide shots. But really, we want to land the shots in the middle, because if you think about it, you got to get him to open up. And what he cut him with a short hook, because the guy thought he was going to throw a wide hook, he cut him with a short hook, and definitely dropped him in that sixth round. But when he dropped, when he knocked him down, he hit him with a straight shot down the middle. How do you get a straight shot down the middle? You have to make him think He's going to go to the outside. Mm. The deception angle. It's very uh, one but thing when you when you watch boxing. Terry and I both were baseball players. There's a lot of similarities as far as like a, a pitching kind of situation because there's a lot of deception that goes on in boxing but, and, but and and throwing off of timing that are then setups in, in boxing. They call them traps and whatnot. But basically, in in baseball, the pitcher is setting you up, and yeah. what you try to do as a batter oftentimes is to adjust and or set the pitcher up by letting him think you he has you in a vulnerable yes. spot, and then you right. have him in a vulnerable spot. So right. Right. it's a it's a very interesting situation, huh? So wow, so you were not taking on any new talent. I was thinking about signing up for the heavyweight division, but <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> you're gonna be. I just said that. I just said that. If there's a, a television show coming to a network near you, because <laughs> 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 I, I had an idea, like, why would I not? You know, really, I get all these people from all over the world. So I told you, I said, well, why don't I do this show about who would I train next? Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, and, and the, yeah, the and, fighters certainly and, will be down. Right, and so that's kind of. What the idea of it is, like, who would I train next? I mean, so it's like, uh, you know. And so we'll see. We'll see. How it, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, listen. You gotta, you gotta plant seeds. This is how it works, man. You listen. Right. We're all about, yeah. we're all about what's possible. So if you can, if right. you can dream that, then you can execute it. And perhaps we can help you execute that. So life is good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, Derek. Well, this is all we yeah. got for you, man. We're just easing back into the ozone. We'll we'll slide back in when you're in person and you can come sit in the backyard with us. It's a properly social yeah. distance situation, and uh, right. you know, hopefully by then we'll have a new president on our hands and and we can get back okay. to normal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> now, who do you have in the Lakers series? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm an LA guy. I mean, I'm really like I'm a, I'm a LeBron guy because of his social activism. Yeah, I can't. I can never get away from that. You just can't say enough about it. I can't. I can't. I can't get away from the true commitment to his people. I cannot. I mean, so I agree. You just can't say enough about that. Because listen, there's so many people who won't do anything or say anything. This man is like saying, "I lose it all." Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna lose it all. I mean, so I can never go against anything. 
Because, man, we may even be able to shoot the ozone down in my backyard one day. You get to outside, you know, I got a little pond in the back. Mosquitoes might be bad. We're going to get through. We'll take care of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm gonna be pretty. I'm gonna be pretty mad if I can avoid COVID and get Zika messing with you. Listen, I got plenty to melt off. It's all good. It's a buck oh five out here today. Yeah, 105 out here right now, man. You, you oh ain't God. said nothing. It's cooling off right now. Though. I think it's like 98, <laughs> low 90. Wow. What's wrong with that lady? What are y'all doing, man? What's, what's, what? Man, we having problems. We hurt out here, baby. We hurt. We hurt right now. West Coast is hurt. We having a hard time. Fires, earthquakes, heat waves. Man. Damn, Damn you're right about that, yeah. Yeah. Losing our superstars. R.I.P. to Kobe and Gianna. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we all D. Lost, we all felt good. Okay, I, I get it. I'll see you guys. You let me know when... I'm going to let you know when I'm out to L.A., man. I'm going to go by the whole thing. Sure. Drop by, baby. <laughs> you know it. Welcome. We have mom throw you something on the plate, man. Sugar-free. That's we know right. how you That's do. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 hey, listen. How did she enjoy the fight? That's what I want to oh, know. She loved, she loved the fight. She loved the fight. We were, we, she was watching, we was watching <laughs> the house separately. And, uh, and she said, uh, <laughs> she said, yeah, we watched it. He whooped him up good. <laughs> Mom, Mom's a satisfied. Thank you for the love. <laughs> she might be able to hear you. She's over there in the room right now. But yeah, that's uh, she. She's a you know, Mom's a big fight fan, and so she watched both the twins, and and you know, she's always uh, all about the support for the community. So she right. she certainly was familiar with your work from the Ozone, from seeing you live in the Ozone, and you got her support, and you got a prayer warrior on your side now, yep. so you always winning. Uh-oh, I appreciate that. Gee, thank you. No question. All right, D. Well, we appreciate you, right. man. Thanks for coming back on our inaugural episode of the Ozone on the Reboot. Right. And uh, and we'll talk to you soon. No doubt. Thank you. Anytime, brother. Uh, okay, I love you guys. Uh, we love, love you, back, you too, brother. man. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Solid. Uh, feels good to be back. Right? Got to get loose, though. Got to get loose. I'm tight. I'm tight right now. Ooh, Dr. Bombay. Got out of there. Ian App. Wow! Did you just see him get out of that? Uh, get out of that jam. Yeah, that was a real First jam third, too. One out, serious jam. Two strikeouts. All right, folks. Uh, well, our sound and cameraman got to go to another shoot, which means we got to cut you short. Which means that we're probably going to come back at you tomorrow. It's time for the ozone to go full blown. All right. I also got other better news for you. Today is the thirtieth. By the time you hear this, hopefully it'll be the first. And the unicorn is coming live for you on Netflix on the first. Unicorn got picked up by Netflix. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can actually believe it. Great show. That great show. Good times had by all. All right, folks. We're going to come back with you with some predictions. Hopefully the Dodgers pull out a dub tonight. I really like this new format of Major League Baseball. Um, but you know what? We're going to be back at you sooner than later, certainly over the next couple days, to give you our predictions for baseball and to analyze the first game of the NBA Finals. Leave you with a quote from Mother Teresa. And it is, only humility will lead us to unity. And unity will lead to peace. Take care of one another, folks. We're all in this thing together. I'm Omar Miller, and this is Beautiful Summer. Oh, no. I'm just living the dream.